Welcome to Bleacher Speakers. I'm your host, June. I got my boy B. Foster with me. And today we're going to discuss the preview of the season finale versus the Vikings. First off, Foster, how are you doing today? Can't complain. Another productive day. <clears throat> are you uh over the Dallas fiasco yet? Oh yeah. I'm I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to to move on from that situation. I, I pre I appreciate all the, the advocacy that we've been getting from, uh, you know, f- you know, from the, from everybody around the league and all that stuff. But this point yeah. is, uh, you know, it's mute. It's, it's a, it's a moot point at this point. It's like, uh, th- it doesn't change anything. Nope. At the end of the day, it's a loss, but, Foss, me and you never we we hope that Detroit would win versus Dallas, but we knew it was a strong possibility of of leaving with the loss there. Yeah. So it's just the way that it turned out kind of ruffled our feathers. But after a a couple of hours after the game, I was fine. I mean, I wasn't I, I knew it was a it was a bad it was a bad John it was bad it was, it was bad. bad it was a bad John <laughs> there, there's no but you know what's done is done and I don't think it I don't think it hurts that much I think the seeding was the biggest thing we did have an opportunity to seed at number two uh, in the playoffs and I was okay until. Dave said the economically that could hurt. Yeah, that's that's where it hit. That's where it, it, it hit for us. Like yeah. yeah, he he said the millions of dollars. He said, let's say for instance, they get the number one seed. That means they're playing every playoff game at home and all the money generated from small businesses in the city of Detroit around that stadium. That's crazy. I never even thought of it like that. Hey. But hey, it is what it is. Enough about Dallas versus Detroit. We don't want to go off on a tangent and uh, have any relapses. We, we, we're going to move forward, and we're going to talk about the Vikings, who we just seen not too long ago here at home. Foster, um, are you excited for this game? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm always. Every game moving forward will be exciting to me. Um, even a game like this that doesn't necessarily have any type of. There's no type of stipulations or, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. This, this is the game before you know a playoff game that we already have solidified. So I'm excited. It's probably not you know not the the most exciting. I think the Cowboys game was was kind of the peak of it, but. Yeah. Um we we still have we still have work to be done today. I mean, on Sunday. When you win Sunday and you're 12 and 5 and that's a game above me and your prediction for the year. Right. So, and there were still some games in the season I felt like we should have won or had a chance to win. I can think of two the Dallas game and the Seattle game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 
it's not a it's, it's a it's a it's a good season. It's a good season. We can't forget uh, that we it, we haven't been here that that often. Like, <laughs> let's keep it real. Like, we've had some very very horrible seasons, and this this season felt pretty good for the most part. And a couple couple losses here and there. Um, there was one bad game. Maybe if you want to count the Thanksgiving game or the Bears game. But that game was close until that game got away from us in the third quarter. Right. Versus the Bears. Um, we was trailing Green Bay most of the game, made a valiant effort to make it closer at the end. It was just the Baltimore game that was just horrible. So I can take one horrible game out of 17 games, right? And this is for uh, momentum. I, I think the game versus the Vikings is more about momentum and more about confidence building. Uh, I don't like backpedaling into the to the uh, playoffs unless you're like 15, 15 and one or six, you know, 16 and oh, and you decide to rest your starters. I get that. You know what I'm saying? But. If you're going to play your starters, you need to win. I don't know what the plan is. We'll see on Sunday. They haven't said anything about uh, not about benching anybody, but I don't know. I, I hopefully they they play well. They they play their starters and and, and get out the game healthy. Yeah. So. What are your keys to the game versus the Vikings for us? Same old, same old, or do we, do, um, we need, do we have to do anything different? Or I mean, I honestly, I really hope that we that we come out the gate and um, you know punch them in the mouth early and and put ourselves in a position to where we can rest some of our starters early in the uh, you know by the second half. Um, we. Uh, Obviously, got some guys on defense coming back that have been injured. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson is, you know, a, it was a full participant at practice pretty much all week. Mm -hmm. um, Aline McNeil returned to practice this week. He was a, um, I think he was limited, limited uh, participant um, this week. So I, I, I hope to see. I, I definitely more than anything, I want to see the, the defense continue their momentum. Yeah, and, and if we can get some guys in here that haven't played that much, or some guys that are coming back off injuries, um, that would you know that would be a, a good thing. But I think we the the momentum we have as far as creating turnovers, your your Brian Branches, your Iffies, your um, Kirby Josephs, those type of guys, I, I would love to see that momentum continue. Hutch had a a great game; he had three sacks last week. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, so I, I would love to see us continue to wreak havoc on Nick Mullins um, because, you know, the last time he played us, he, he did have a bunch of turnovers, but he also had a bunch of yards. Yeah. And, um, 406 but, to be exact. Right. Right. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Justin Jefferson definitely, you know, got pretty busy on us and. But overall, um, against Dallas, we only held them. We, we held them to twenty points. Um, we just had a couple, you know, miss. What it, 
that game ended up coming down to was a couple missed opportunities where we didn't make the plays that we needed to make. Obviously, mm-hmm. we didn't get any help from the referees, but we knew going into Dallas that we weren't going to get any help. So, no. um, you know, we we put our the defense for the most part put us in a position to win, but that that that, that big play by Lamb ended up being a major factor in us ultimately ultimately losing the game. So, yeah, the, the defense more than anything, I'm not really concerned with. Um, you know, golf having another tough showing. The Vikings defense um, could not stop the run versus the Packers. Uh, they gave up a you know two touchdowns to Jaden Reed, and they some guy last name Melton. I don't even know who this guy is. Um, had a touchdown as well. So what Christian Watson didn't even play. Let me let me let me interject right there because we had a um, show. With the and now it'll be posted today after this show. I didn't get a chance to uh, upload it on. Uh, so that show with the north with the north uh, division with our rivals, the Vikings affiliate and the Bears affiliate. Um, that show will be dropping after this show. Um, probably this evening. I'll drop it this evening. I totally forgot. He sent it late, Foster. So. It was like he said it'd be an hour, but it wasn't an hour. It was later on. So, and I totally forgot about it. But when he, when Dave was talking about Minnesota, I was just on the edge of my seat. I wanted to say something, but Minnesota's defense did not show up at all. Green Bay was marching up and down the field the entire game. Hmm. Uh, it was it was ridiculous. Like Jordan Love looked looked apart for real. Like I don't even like giving him any kind of props, <laughs> none. But he, the, they were moving the ball very well versus Minnesota, and I, I think that could be. I mean, Dave never mentioned it. Dave said the the quarterback looked lost, but the defense did not help. Yeah. So they their defense did not look good uh, last week versus Green Bay in a, a game at home where they needed to win. Right. So I don't expect this to be a crazy defense this weekend. I expect us to be able to move the ball. Yeah. Yeah. The question is what we do on defense. I think we'll be. I think, we, I think we. this is a game we should win. We should wind up 12-5 and five and watch how every, everything shakes out to see what if we do get a seed. In order for us to get a second seed, Dallas would have to lose to Washington, and um, Philly would have to lose to the Giants. Both teams would have to lose. Me, I don't see that happening. They're playing – they're the two top teams in their division playing the, the two worst teams in their division. Correct. We're going to be realistic. It's just if we're hoping for that for a second seed, you can throw that out the window. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure uh, Coach Campbell knows this. I'm pretty sure that the Lions know this, the, the personnel and the team, uh, assistant coaches. I'm pretty sure they're all aware that the second seed is a long shot at best. And it's out of our it's out of our control. All they can do is basically uh 
win. They have to win. Lions do have to win. So regardless of what everybody else does, the Lions have to win. They have to play their game. I am not looking forward to Justin Jefferson, though. <laughs> what C.D. Lamb did was, even if you take away the 90-yard touchdown, that's still a heck of a day for him. So he had over 200 yards? Yeah. He yeah. would have still had over 100 yards receiving, if not for that 92-yard touchdown. He still would have had, like, close to 140 yards received. Yeah. That's still a day for a wide receiver. But that play was such a fluky play. Like. Down to the missed sack. Down to the missed sack and the corner falling. And he just threw that ball up and it was right on the money. Hell of a throw. (laughs) Man. It It was a perfect throw. Perfect throw, and the, and it, it it was a huge momentum changer, like that going from a possible safety to a touchdown is weird. That's wild. That can take the win out of yourselves, but the Lions' defense hung in there so tough after that. Yeah, um, there was a lot of people calling for Aaron Glenn's job in the middle of the season. I don't understand it. But, hey, I mean, he's had some – the defense has had some bad games, but they're winning games. You know, even with the – the the worst defensive game was versus uh, probably Baltimore. The second second one was versus the Chargers, a game we won. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're hollering about – Aaron Glenn, but I think he's done a lot with what he has. And once the pieces got healthier and he inserted Iffy in the lineup, things started to change. When was Iffy's first game versus Minnesota? Um, game before that? He played a game. It was earlier in the year, though. I'm talking about when the when the when you notice a change in the defense when if he started making plays. That was versus Minnesota the first game, right? Or was that Denver? Denver. Was Denver. That's when he had the sack and mm-hmm. forced fumble. That um, it was versus Denver. Bugs. Now, I don't know if you remember Foster, but after the Denver game, I remember thinking if he had a good game, I'm. We don't know if that's going to happen again. It's happened every game where he's made plays. Yeah. Um, versus Denver, that's when it started because he had a monster game versus Denver. He had a crazy game versus Minnesota. Then good game versus Dallas. He had an interception. Definitely. First quarter, he's out there making plays. So the confidence has to be through the roof. He's out. You know, sometimes when you when you're playing football and and you and you and you make some plays, or you don't make any plays, or you haven't been out there in a while, your confidence is kind of like, eh. You know what I'm saying? It could cause you to think too much. I think he's at the point to where his instincts are just taking over. He's he's just playing ball right now. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a big difference when you when you're nervous about making the play and having to think what you have to do in this instead of naturally reaction, uh, reacting to what you need to do. You know, you have your assignments. Whatever position you're playing, you have your assignments, you have your responsibilities. I think he's just out there playing. He's uh, paying attention to the scheme. He's doing his assignment. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Foster. I mean, it, it was it hasn't been an overnight type deal for him. I mean, he's in his no. third year, so he's definitely had some. He's definitely probably gone through some growing pains because I mean, he's he's changing to a whole different position, and um, you know, he's had some time to sit back and 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 just study from you know the Tracy Walkers and Kirby Josephs and um, you know just some of those veteran guys um, that that have played that, you know, that have been playing around him for the last three years. So mm-hmm. uh, it's good to see it all come together and, and it couldn't, it couldn't have happened at a better time to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the shot in the arm that, that Detroit defense needed. Um, Especially with CJ Gardner Johnson going, uh, going down because um, we needed another playmaker and, and Kirby Joseph has kind of, I don't want to say digress. I mean, uh, I don't want to. I want to say that he's he's had a decline, but he's definitely uh, having a down year in comparison to his rookie year. I, you know, but like, hasn't been quite mm-hmm. this. Bad. He had two picks. You know, he had he had two picks in that one game recently. Yeah. But um, he he, I think he had like what he had. He had two on Aaron Rodgers alone. I want to say he had five six interceptions last year. So. Look that up. I, I'm. I want to see how many interceptions he had last year. We're gonna get to a break, but Foster, check that out real quick, yep, and we'll be back on the other side. Calling Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph, how many interceptions did you have last year? Okay, so he had four last year. How many does he have this year? He has four this year. But he recorded two, two games ago. You know what I mean? Like, up until. But he recorded two last year late as well, Foster, versus Green Bay. I think think he struggled. I want to say that. I mean, I don't want to bring this point home too much because mm-hmm. it's kind of irrelevant at this point but um and maybe it's just because he had high expectations going into the year but i think that's what it is um i mean we we went through we went through a rough patch with the secondary you know so yeah i think he's i think we put a, a higher standard on him heading into this year yeah especially with the help that we we thought he was going to have. You had remember at the beginning of the year we were thinking Mosley was going to be a contributor. Um, yeah, yeah. We were thinking, uh, you know, CD Deuce was going to be a major contributor all year. He went out after the second game. We figured Branch would be good. Um, so we figured Campbell, uh, a linebacker, would have major contributions as well. Uh, we just knew Hutch would have 
more sacks, even though he had three last game. That puts him at nine, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's nine. So it's like, but we expected more out of Hutch Hutch this year because he had nine last year. We expected more. We expected double-digit sacks out of him. So I think we put a that a higher expectation on Kirby, you know, and he's basically on par to match what he did last year. Yeah. Pretty much. Because he had two in, he had two late interceptions versus Green Bay as well. That was the he last had two, he had two in that he had two in that game. I think so. I thought he just had I think he had I thought I could be off. I could one. be off, but I know he had I know he had an interception late versus yeah. Yeah, First the last player. game he definitely. Yeah. It looks like he's ranked. Uh, uh, looks like he's ranked around fifteen as far as safeties. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the onus is we put a lot of we put a heavy expectation on. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, Mister Mister Mullins definitely helped him out. He had two, right? He had two that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's very difficult the, to get two interceptions in a game. I hate how the PFF, the the, the, the website, you got to like pay for the stuff. Oh, we'll figure out a way. But I think we we put a. And rightfully so. We, if you have that kind of a rookie season, we expect you to come into the next season to 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 be better than what you did last year. I think he's on par to match what he's done last season. Um, but I, I feel very comfortable with him playing safety, though. Yeah, there was a couple games early he was out of position, though. Yeah, and I want to say versus uh, that was Kansas City. I remember one play specifically. He was out of place, and I because rem- I remember du- CD Deuce got in his face like, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? All Come right. on now!" And then there was another couple of plays versus Seattle where he was out of place. Yeah. So, I get it. I get it. He probably not playing up to the level, but like I said, expectations can 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 ruin, you know, reality. <laughs> Do you expect him to have a good game this this week? I sure hope so. <laughs> he should be he should be going in there pretty confident after a two interception performance, though. So I think what's going to happen, Foster, is they're going to they're going to double Justin. And it's it's gonna be up to the other wide receivers to uh to step up for Minnesota. And I think they can. That's what's scary. They can. It's not scary because it is. It's gonna be what it is. But I think the other two wide receivers, uh Jordan uh Addison, uh KJ, and the other guy, what's the other guy named number four. Uh, Cook or no Powell? I always want to. Powell. Those those receivers are very well capable if you know they're single covered. 
Is there any incentive for Justin Jefferson, who's in a contract year? Is there any real incentive for him to play this game? I, I mean, really they, they, I really still, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, but he's got a bag on the line. A gigantic one. I don't think it – I guess it mm. – That's Justin Jefferson. He's going to get a bag unless he, like, tears his ACL or something like that. And that's – You see what I, I mean? I hate, yeah, to, bring, I hate yeah. to bring it up. I hate to bring it up. I TJ, feel you because it can't happen. I mean, that's a – TJ Hawkinson just got paid, luckily. Yeah. Tore his knee up. I don't think he's sit. I don't think he's going to sit because he sat so many games earlier in the year. That bag, that bag is secure. Does he stay in Minnesota? Um, it's kind of him or Cousins. I feel like, right? I mean, isn't it up to him though? Uh, is he I, a restricted free agent or is he? Even if he's restricted, they would have to. He can go get an offer sheet, and Minnesota would have to match it. But okay, I don't. The reason why I ask because you said it's either him or Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that means they have a lot of say so in what's going to happen. So if he's unrestricted, it doesn't matter how much money they have. He's he's going to go where he wants to go. And I think there's some very very interesting, very very interesting places that need a number one wide receiver with a good quarterback. That are you saying that already have a good quarterback? Yeah. Hmm. Um I think I I just throwing it out there, Kansas City needs a number one wide receiver. Oh my God. <clears throat> I'm just saying <laughs> Kansas City could use a number one wide receiver. I think Frisco doesn't have a number one wide receiver. Uh, Samuel Debo. I mean, he's like the Swiss Army knife on the team. He's catches the ball out of the backfield and does all the other things. He could be your number one, but yeah. Do you can you imagine the damage you could do if Debo is your number two? Yeah, because <laughs> he would be your number two if Justin goes there. Oh yeah, everybody. He goes anywhere. He's the number one. He's the he, yeah. Um, I said there's a couple of teams out there, NFC East, um, that he could go and he they have a quarterback in place. I don't know how comfortable he is with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is coming back from a uh, Achilles tendon. Yeah, and he's he's an older gentleman. Yeah. So that doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying, he's going to bounce right back. Still has to do rehab and all that other stuff. May not be the same. I mean, he could uh it could very well go somewhere um that has a number that needs a number 1. But that's neither. That's not our problem. No, nah, it's not. It's not. Well, yeah. Well, the I guess the the, the discussion was why is he even playing this game? Is the reason why we got we went down that uh, rabbit hole, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter, I guess. I mean, the Lions play indoors. If just saying, Justin, you know. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, you want to go to a a winner, and you know, you won't be doubled as much with St. Brown in the slot. You know, 
and, and he might and he might be looking at three straight losses to the Lions when it's all said and done because um, we beat them obviously the last time and then we beat them uh, in December. It was either December or, or early yeah. January last. This would be number three in a row. So can't beat us. Join us. Should have been four in a row because we should have won that first one there. We right. was up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Correct. But That's you know, right. I'm just saying, Justin. I mean, there's number one. Receiver slot over here, you know. St. Brown's a slot. The Porter running game. I mean, Ooh. they have Dang. no reason to the double you when they have all these weapons and J Mo on the other side. Gibbs, oh my god. I mean, you know, you can stay in that that you know rabbit. I mean, that hamster wheel of a franchise, if you like. <laughs> I hope Dave doesn't watch this show, man. I, <laughs> I hope Dave doesn't watch it. No offense, Dave. Man. I like Justin Jefferson. Would it be crazy if he like wanted to go to Cincinnati? Oh my God. And <laughs> play with his boy. I don't even think they 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 can pay T. Higgins, so that, that that'd be a tough one. Hey, T. Higgins is a monster, man. I like T. Higgins. Yeah, it's nice. He's going to get paid this year, too, so. Foster, like, next year, there's a lot of cap money with the Lions. Yeah. Is there any, I mean, we should have thought about this before the show because we would have had this mapped out. I'm just willing to see, I just want to see who's available as a free agent next year because you may not be able to get, I'd rather go after a proven corner in free agency yeah. in the draft one. That yeah. way I can focus on my my defensive rush in, my defensive end, and hopefully get a linebacker. I can, you know, get other parts of the defense that I that I feel are necessary. If you can pick up a corner on in free agents, I want let me Google that. Cause I think I can find out. The free agency is very deep at defensive <laughs> line. I just want to let you know that. Defensive line? Yeah. The top corner is Jalen Johnson from the Bears. Jalen Johnson mean, and LeJarrius. I mean, you know, if you want to play in the dome and you know what I'm saying? We you be the number one corner over here, Jalen. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Him, him, yeah. and Lajarius Sneed from the uh, Chiefs. Um, Chiefs got some decisions to make. They're going to. They pay a lot of people. Yeah, they got you. Got Kelsey to pay. You got Mahomes that's making a whole bunch of money. Um, they just paid Chris uh, with Jones at the beginning of the year. So did they did they re-sign him or did they just pay him for a year? Because because Chris they, Jones was actually the top free agency on this list. Uh, I mean free agent on this list. It says uh tag. Oh, they put a tag on him. Oh, so he decided to play after they put the franchise tag on. Yep. So they have to make a decision with him. Yep. 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 He is the number one. He is the number one guy. It says the projected uh contract is uh four years 120. 30, 30 per. Josh, Josh Allen for the Jaguars as well. So 
Yeah, I'm looking at these uh, free agent. Okay. Let me go down the list, right? Chris Jones, number one rated free agent next year. Yep. Josh <laughs> Allen, the edge Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Brian Burns, Carolina Panthers, edge. Yep. Justin Matabuk. Not, I think I'm saying it wrong, but the defensive interior, Baltimore Ravers, Ravens. Yeah. Christian Wilkins, defensive interior, Miami Dolphins. Safety, Antoine Whitfield Jr., Winfield Jr. It's Tampa crazy Bay. that how vividly I remember his his dad playing and his dad played corner. So dad when I saw the beast. When I saw the so when I saw the name, I'm like, oh, that's probably a corner, but no, nah, safety. His dad was a beast in college. I don't 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 remember him doing that, going that crazy in the NFL. But at Ohio, at Ohio State, he was all right, right? Yeah, he played at Buffalo. He was uh, he's decent. Yeah, Jalen Johnson, Chicago Bears corner. Yep. yep. Darius Sneed, as you mentioned, the the two corners, Kansas City. Danielle Hunter, Edge, Minnesota Vikings. Danielle. <laughs> Daniel, sorry. Daniel. 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 He spells it Danielle. <laughs> Kendall Fuller, cornerback, Washington Commanders. That's we getting one of them. Think so. Out of the top. 10 free agents and we have all that money we need I wouldn't feel I'm not necessarily concerned with the defensive interior no not at all but edge and kind of got to talk about that though we got to talk about that just the practice squad uh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take another break real quick and we'll get back to that because I got a question, though, Foster. I really got a question about the the latest cut. We'll be right back. There was a roster move um, right after, I mean, right after I saw the tweet, maybe a, a couple of days later, Bugsy made a tweet thanking Detroit Lions fans. And for those who don't know, that's Isaiah Bugs, defensive interior. And he said, you know, on to the next. And I was like, oh, wow. Then um, he was, was he waived or released? He was, I, I don't know the difference. I should know, but uh, he was cut, whatever that, you know, I think it's. Um, one implicates a certain kind of way you can be picked up and the other one. Well, breaking news to 45 minutes ago, he actually was picked up. By who? The Chiefs. 
on the opposite side, if we got to see him in the Super Bowl, we got to see him in the Super Bowl. But I'm not mad. I, I'm I'm glad he's not on the Packers or the Rams because he could have went anywhere. Right. And I'm happy for him. Uh, and it's one of those situations, um, and I'm going on a little bit of a rant, but it's one of those situations where it's like there was stuff going on there from the very All beginning. season. Yeah. All like, season. Because so, he wasn't. He wasn't activated for the first couple games of the year, right? Right. After and he was season. and he was fussing. Yeah. So there was some issue. There were some situations there. His most, you know, he was in and out of the lineup. Um, but you know, the likes of Benito Jones and Pascal, and um, we signed uh the guy from the Steelers. It's it's crazy because he played on the Steelers. Um, one of the one of the um I cannot think of his name and I cannot pronounce it, um, but one of the Samoan guys. Um, he played for the Steelers with Isaiah Bugs, and he was like, you know, he had made a post about it and he was excited about it and stuff like that. Um, but he's one of those guys that I felt like when he gets into a different situation that's more favorable for him, um, I think that he will, I think he's gonna be able to flourish. I don't think he's gonna have any issues, um, you know, jumping right in there in Kansas City and, and making some noise. So, I'm you know, I Wish the wish the best for him, but I'm glad that he doesn't have to line up against us and and you know attempt to make us look crazy because uh you know that would be awkward. Yeah. Do you know who when when you when you cut a player, wave something, it's usually a roster move that takes place. Like you take away something, you add. You know who did who did we add? So um. Well, so McNeil has been on the on the has been on the IR for four games, mm-hmm. and I think he's he officially um, was off for the last for the fourth game. So I and and he's back in practice. So I feel like you can you you're left to believe that he is one of the you know he's one of the reasons why that happened. Um, James Houston has obviously just came back. Um, we actually released Cabinda. And brought him back to the practice squad, so he's another guy that's kind of back in the fold. But, um, but like I said, the the guy, the guy that that we got from the Steelers, who played, um, I think I want to say he played like thirty snaps last game, and I wish I could remember his name because um, there was a way to look it up. But, um, oh, Tyson Alula. The fullback? Nope. He is a defensive tackle. He, he plays the same position that that Bucks plays. It made him it made him expendable. Yep, he made his debut against the Cowboys, and he had um a, he he had a tackle and an assisted tackle, and he he, he I think he played about thirty percent of the snaps. They said so. I think they made the, made the decision that he would be a a viable replacement because uh, they also had to cut Bruce Irvin in that. In the process of that too. He's cut. Yeah. You know that. All right. All right. All right. But you know, we got oh, well, we, well, you got Houston coming back though. Houston's coming back, CJ's coming back, uh, and McNeil's coming back. So those are guys that um I mean you can only and then you still got obviously Broderick Martin. Um, who hasn't played all year, but um, Eric Glenn pretty much said that he, you know, 
that pad level is a major um, concern for him right now. Um, and being that he's well, he called him six seven, but he's listed as six five. But you know, that's a big that's a big boy playing in the middle. So he's he's a he he's been pretty much um, labeled as a project guy. And you know, we I, I trust the the vision of, of Brad Holmes in this one um, because essentially, if he if he was a project guy and a guy that had to sit back uh, before he was unleashed, so um, I believe it that um, the fact that we traded up for Broderick Martin and all that, I, I, I still have faith that he can, uh, you know, develop and, and show us something next year. But I don't, I don't plan on seeing him. Uh, I don't plan on seeing him anytime this year, but we're deep. Benito, Benito Jones, uh, you got Kaminsky who plays uh, inside, outside. You, you got, you got a lot of guys, James Houston, who's, you know, return. He, it, Aline McNeil and James Houston have returned to practice, both limited, you know, limited reps, but they are on their way back. I would not be shocked to see. I think it's more likely to see McNeil than Houston, but they're all coming back for the playoffs. I, I think I, if they're limited in practice, you don't play them this week. But that's why it's so encouraging that CJ, um, CD Deuce, had – all week has been full a full participant yeah. in practice. He's, he's you, you got to see him. He's, yeah. he's different, but when you when it comes to limited practice, that means they're not. You know, you're you're protecting them. You don't want to wear them out, yeah. or uh, or risk re-injuring anything. So, and it's exciting kinda, to be able to have the luxury of thinking about stuff like that. Don't worry about it. We gotta we gotta load it. We're loading up for the playoffs. Like it's very yeah. rare that we get. They were not fighting for our lives right now and haven't been exactly since Minnesota. Exactly. So don't you don't rush players back. Not right now. Need your you need all hands on deck for the playoffs. Defensive line has been defensive line has been our our biggest. Well, the pass rush had some issues, but um that's been our deepest. That's been our deepest uh, position group, despite the fact that we that you know on one on one end of the defensive line's role has been uh, up and down. We have been we've been deep at defensive line all year long. Yeah, for sure. Pascal, Pascal um, Hutch, of course, Benito Jones, Lee McNeil has has five sacks. He's still he's still the sick the. The second has the second most sacks on the team, and he's been sitting for the last four games. That's crazy. That's crazy. I wonder if Isaiah. This is so random, but I wonder if Isaiah Bug scores that touchdown. Do we still cut him? Remember that the the the, the he wasn't was, going to Foster. He was not going to score. Yeah, but I don't want to get too much into the hypotheticals. Like let's say it was like forty yards because he did, you know. But yeah, he had a he had a good ten yard sprint. <laughs> that would have been that would have been tough to uh to cut a guy a, a, a tough to, to cut a nose tackle that that um that scored so, a touchdown. So you, so you saying even just never mind what really happened if he scores from there? Do you keep him? Yeah, I mean you got to think about. Can you imagine that? 30, 33 yards. Thirty three. You're yards. asking the wrong person. He, he ran 33 yards before he got tackled. He 
You're asking the wrong person. Why you say that? Because I wanted to keep him anyway. Right, right. I well, didn't want to see him go. I, I gotta, I gotta assume I, it's not, it's not my place to, to, to assume. You know, something, something was going on there. There was something he, going on all year. He, he didn't even start. He didn't even start the season against the Chiefs. Like he that was, was fussing. He was fussing about his playing time. Yeah. So it was something going on. It was, and it's been going on. And it never got, because uh, at, at one point I feel like we thought that it was resolved, but it obviously wasn't. It, it didn't get fixed. It didn't, it never got, it never got resolved. I hope for the best in Kansas City. I hope he tears it up. I hope, I hope we see him in the Super Bowl. That'll be a, oh, no, I don't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We got to see something. I don't think Kansas City I'll, makes it to the Super Bowl though this year. Nah, I'd say best case. Well, best case scenario, it, it, anytime I don't care who we we see in the Super Bowl because if we seeing anybody, I, I'm happy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more so amazing, what I'm saying. That's more so what I'm saying. Amazing feat to yeah. be there, but the teams in the AFC that are really a little bit scarier. Than Kansas City, there's, there's definitely some scarier teams. Yeah, Baltimore and Buffalo starting to peak right now. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, they beat the tar out of the Cowboys. Yeah, they're starting to peak right now. No, you're right. You're right. And they can. They're a very dangerous team when they're on. Luckily, we ain't got to worry about those guys. We got enough. We got, we got enough. enough we, got enough. About, we got. We got Philly. <laughs> we got San Francisco over here. Dallas. Because as much as I want to hate on Jalen Hurts and them, like we're not gonna act like Swift ain't having a super uh, a Pro Bowl type year. Um, we're not gonna act like uh, Hurts ain't yes. Hurts. You know. Yeah. We are gonna pretend like Swift is not having a Pro Bowl year. We are going to. I have to correct you there, Foster. We yeah, are going we to throw that out of our minds. Yeah, because Gibbs might have got snubbed this year, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Next, well, two days, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. It goes down here in Detroit. Is that a one o'clock game? Yes, sir. Where are you watching the game? Oh, we. I'll probably be with wifey, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Well, I I don't go anywhere to watch football games. I really don't. You know, I, I do a lot of fussing and yelling. Yeah. You should have you should have seen me yelling the Michigan game the other night. Oh yeah, I can bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. So um so yeah. I'm gonna watch the game at home. I'm going to make a prediction. The Lions win this game 31-10. Ooh. 10? Wow. 10. How many interceptions is Mullins going to throw? That's the real question. Um, He's not going to throw for 400 yards. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I think the pass rush gets home a lot. And yeah. I think that offense will be be it won't be as it was the first game. No. Yeah, offensive line seems to be falling apart from what I've heard. So now I did a prediction and I don't. Can we get a prediction from B Foster? What does B Foster what think is gonna happen Sunday? 
You said 30. How many would you say? 31. 31 10? 10. See, I don't want to say 31. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 28, 28, 17. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So check us out, Motor City Metrics on the YouTube. You can also check us out. Uh, subscribe to Bleachers to Speakers. That's me and Foster's new page. We'll be adding a couple clips. There's a, three videos up, up there now. So go ahead and check those out. Um, like, comment, share, uh, subscribe to the channel. Please subscribe to the channel. And you can check us out on any of the podcast streaming platforms. That is uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just type in Leeches to Speakers, FFSN, and you will check us out. Download the episodes, and you can hear us talk about football. What are we going to do in the offseason, man? Uh, we definitely going. We go. We definitely going to uh, elaborate more on that free agency situation. We got mock drafts. We got. Uh, oh, we'll just see I, how this I season. I wonder if they'll let us. They'll let me bring my digital camera to the draft. Probably won't be able to bring a tripod. What as far as interviews or what do you mean? I mean me like as far as me and you can get footage. Uh, talking about the draft and this, that, and other. Probably won't get any interviews from anybody. No, but nah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, your phone, your phone is your your, your best tool. Probably you can you can always get in with your phone. Probably iPad. I just wanted to look professional, you know. <laughs> yeah, media, uh, media. You know, I got, I got, a, I got a, I got a press uh, badge in there. Right, right, right. You know. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Foster, man. We uh we will be back here immediately after the game Sunday doing a, a initial reaction. And uh I don't know if it'll be a it just depends on how Foster feels if we're gonna do a full show after the game. And I guess winning whatever happens in the game kind of dictates that. Yeah. So, I mean, if we go in there and we just look phenomenal. For four quarters, and we're probably gonna talk about it a lot more than we would five, six minutes. So if we go in there and bomb, then it's like, uh, moving forward, going uh, to the playoffs, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be back here immediately after the game, and we'll go from there. Foster, you got any last words? <sighs> let's let's stay healthy, uh, get this win, and uh, sure, see who comes back this week, man. Huh? Bleachers speakers. Thank you.